0: Welcome to the Vanessa G Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine, or having a body you love, well then girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette Pozos and here with me is my loyal co-host. Your husband, babe.
1: (laughs) Omar Pozos. What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing?
0: I'm doing well. I don't know about you. How are you doing?
1: You know, I, I feel like you're in this like uh, like a humorous, funny mood today, which I love. Humorous. I don't know. Funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited. Um, I want to say happy early B-Day to my lovely wife. If you Aww, guys are you. listening to this, her birthday was on Friday. So Reach back out, tell her how beautiful and young she looks at 28, will you?
0: <laughs> uh, then you have listeners that are like rolling their eyes like, oh, 28, you're only 28.
1: Exactly. Talk to me when you're 30. Yeah.
0: And that's one of those things where, you know, I, I it's, it's funny, honestly, when I think about the fact that I'm 28 because I really, I do honestly believe that i'm way older i often when people ask how old i am i like forget and i can't remember and then i just like assume i'm like the same age as you and you're 31 and sometimes i'm like yeah i'm in my so 30s 31 is prime, and I'm like, prime oh, I, I, I guess i'm still in my 20s i forget about that yeah but you know i've i've lived a lot of lives <laughs> at 28 and reflecting on that you know i was thinking about the many kind of fat loss phases or diets or different things that i've done over the course of my my of which 20 there are years many. And one thing that I was reflecting on with you just a little bit ago, because I am currently going through a season now where one of my goals for this summer um, is to start to lose weight again, to lose some of the body Ooh. fat that I did put on through some of my hormonal healing and gut healing journeys. I don't know which why I just
1: wooed, the <laughs> That was a little awkward. Sorry.
0: But uh, as going through that, I was just reflecting on, you know, the many kind of fat loss phases and like diets and different things that I did in the past that I did so many things wrong. And there's so many lessons that can be learned. That is why I want to help our listeners cut through the BS and not go about trying to lose weight the wrong way. So, one of the many things, many things I did wrong back when I used to try and lose weight was I would go straight to cardio. I vividly remember when I had first moved to Atlanta, I was living, I was renting a room in a house kind of in the suburbs. And I just remember waking up one morning because I had just, you know, this was my first job right out of college. And so like starting to actually get dressed up for work. I remember putting on a dress and like not liking the way I looked in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to lose some weight. I'm feeling self-conscious. First thing I decided right in that moment what I'm going to do to fix this problem you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm waking up early and I'm going for a run. And that was always my solution when I was like, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight. That would be the first thing that would pop in my head was like, I need to start running. I need to go. I need to wake up early and start running again. And I w- did that for a while. I would wake up super early before anybody in the house that I was running was up and I'd go and run through the neighborhood. And the thing is, it didn't make any difference. I didn't really lose weight from it. I had to actually manipulate my diet and learn a lot of different things about nutrition and I started to add in strength training and that's where ultimately I was able to actually lose the weight through that first time and I I know I've shared pictures on social media many times before of I even have photos of myself like running through the belt line of Atlanta and honestly, I, I remember when that photo was taken because it was doing this like race where they had a photographer. And I remember seeing that and be like, oh my God, how is it that I'm running so much? I'm running more than I ever have in my life. I'm doing all these races, all these 5Ks, I'm running like every day. And I still look like this. I don't look like I've lost any weight. I don't look athletic or fit or lean at all. Like what is wrong? And that's what led me down the journey of finding more effective ways for fat loss, which yeah. is what we're talking about today. Do you
1: think, and I'm just totally curious, and I'm I'm sure we'll kind of get a little bit more into depth. Do you think that part of the reason why people choose or they, they decide to do cardio is because it gives them an instant like gratification of like, Oh, like I, I just got a really good sweat and Like I yeah. put in the work. Do you think that could I be part of it? I think that's a big
0: part of it is like yeah. when you break that sweat, and yeah. you feel like, you know, you feel exhausted, you feel fatigued. It feels like, Oh, I should definitely be burning body fat doing this, but it's not really, especially sweat is not equated to burning body yeah. fat by I, any means. I hate
1: to break it to you guys, but and we've talked about this many of times before, but more is not always better. You have to work smarter, not necessarily harder. And that's what we want to chat about with about that's what we want to chat with you guys about today. Um, So yeah, let's dive into it. I'm excited for this.
0: Yeah. So I want to be clear. I am not anti-cardio. I don't believe that cardio is bad. I'm not like I'll never do cardio. I think there's a time and a place for cardio and there's a way to use cardio. The thing is... Most people like my past self are misusing cardio because they are starting to add in cardio when they want to lose weight. They're thinking I need to use cardio as a tool for fat loss, but it's actually a really terrible tool for fat loss. And I'll tell you why. So The best way to actually start to help your body lose weight is not cardio it is strength training and that's because strength training is really effective for building your metabolism up strength training is sending a signal to your body of hey we're putting this stimulus of lifting these weights and because of this we need to add strength and in order to add strength we need to add or hold on to lean muscle mass Lean muscle is metabolically active tissue. Lean muscle is incredible for firing up your metabolism. So that's what happens when we lift weights. That's what happens when we strength train or do some form of resistance train, resistance training. Now, when we go towards cardio, which is what a lot of people like to do when they wanna lose weight, we start adding in runs, we start adding in biking, you know, cycling classes, hit classes, different things like that, is essentially now you're just telling your body, hey, we need to burn calories in this moment. And we don't need muscle for this. We actually don't need muscle very much to, you know, go for runs or biking. Like just look at, you know, the Tour de France athletes. And we we saw like a commercial for like some documentary on that. I I mean, look at the
1: marathoners, like all the top marathoners are are teeny tiny. They don't have a ton of muscle. They're just very lean.
0: And like, that's part of the strategy is they want to pare down as much muscle as possible to be as light as possible. Now, the reality with that is when you lose muscle, you are losing metabolically active tissue. You are slowing your metabolism down. We also know, because we've talked about this many times in the podcast. So if you're Uh, a long-time listener, you know this. A recurring
1: VGFN, a Fitcaster, I guess you want to call it. (laughs) Sure,
0: we just named you a Fitcaster. So you're a Fitcaster, you've been listening for a while, you know that also um, being in a calorie deficit, eating less food is also telling your metabolism to slow down. So now we're telling... From two different signals, we're telling the body we need to slow down the metabolism. We need to slow it down because we're doing this cardio, and in order to, you know, go for these runs or go for these bikes, we need to make sure that like we're not using up all of our calories, and we need to make sure that we're not holding on to too much muscle. And then also we are eating less calories, so it's another way of telling your body, oh my gosh, we need to make sure that we're not burning too many calories. So essentially you're sending your body a signal to slow down the metabolism, which means that maybe initially you might lose weight from adding in cardio, but that weight loss is going to stall out super fast. That's why a lot of people hit plateaus. They're never able to reach their fat loss goals. And then they add back weight really fast.
1: All right. So- Break it up for us again, because that was, that was a lot. And, and it's, it's a hard concept, I think, to understand a little bit at first, but essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is with strength training, you know, you're putting in the work, you're getting stronger, you're building that lean muscle mass and that least le- that lean muscle mass itself is going to work for you when you're outside the gym. Therefore you're burning more calories. You become this calorie burning machine because you're working on building lean muscle mass, right?
0: Yep, exactly. Okay. When you go on a run, you're burning calories during that run. Sure, obviously, you know, you're, you're working hard. Your body's burning calories. It's burning energy mm-hmm. in order to sustain that run. But when you stop running, that calorie burning goes down. Got like, it. You're not burning any extra calories from doing that. If anything, now your body is actually learning. If you're repeatedly running over and over again, your body is learning that, hey, we do this activity that requires me to expend a lot of calories, expend so a lot of energies. It. So we need to save our that calories. We need to save our energy for that, which means we start to store more body fat. Yeah. And if you think source. about it,
1: I mean, think about the perspective of the, the cycle you just started with lean muscle mass. You're, you know, you're, it's working for you. It's working outside the gym. Therefore, you can eat a little bit more because you're still burning the calories. With cardio itself, if you use it for weight loss specifically, you're now slowing down a lot of your systems because your body's saving the energy for when you do go on a run. Therefore, you start to uh, be able to eat a little bit less or hit a plateau a little bit faster because your body's storing and and really saving a lot of these extra calories, right? Yeah, exactly. Got it. That makes sense.
0: Now, going back to what I was saying before, again, I'm not anti cardio. I think cardio is a really great thing. It's a really great tool to use for the reasons of health and mental health. So, if you are already somebody who, you know, you don't have any hormonal or gut um, issues, because that's a different story, let's assume that you are just overall a generally healthy person and you want to improve your physical fitness. You want to. You know, achieve a goal of running a marathon, or, a
1: marathon. That's what I did. No big deal.
0: Oh yeah, you're you're so fit.
1: <laughs> I did do one.
0: I know. Oh okay. Not, I thought I'm you were doubting me. You. I was no like, I,
1: I get it. I'm like, it's, it. You do get the runners high. You push yourself. Yeah. It, it's cool. I like it. Not I, forever, but once in a while. <laughs> once <laughs> in my life.
0: <laughs> and I, you know me, like I actually do really love cardio. Back yeah. when we did CrossFit, my Car- favorite yeah. workouts were the ones that included runs. Those were the ones that I dominated. I would always win those workouts. Yeah. But I, I actually really appreciate and enjoy the act of running and it's something that I have since I was a child I um I started running in races when I was in the fourth grade was when my dad got me into it and by that when you started doing
1: triathlons
0: sixth grade I started doing triathlons and that's when I kind of started to fall out of love with running because (laughs) I hated the whole triathlon competition portion of things so Yeah. Basically, anyway, throughout my life, I've always enjoyed the act of running. And I do think that running can be extremely beneficial for certain things. Those are cardiovascular health and mental health, kind of boiling it down. Running, cardio, different things are great for just overall, you know, how you feel about yourself. Just like that runner's high, like you mentioned, like that can be a great thing. Now the importance is differentiating. Are you using this form of cardio for a healthy reason or maybe a not so healthy reason. And Mm, a way to think about that is how do you think about your cardio workouts? Do you wake up and be like, Oh my God, I don't want to go for a run today, but like, I have to, I need to go run. Like I've got to do this. Like, you know, I need to do this in order to stay fit. Or, you know, I ate so much yesterday. I really should go for that run today. Or I really should hop on my Peloton or like, is, is that the kind of thoughts that are coming up for you? maybe it's not even that extreme, but are you having more thoughts around like, I have to ride my Peloton today, or I should ride my Peloton today? If so, that might be a sign that you're using it for more of a negative reason. You're trying to actually subconsciously use it as a tool to either lose weight or maintain a lower body fat percentage. And that's not the best tool to do that. Like we kind of already mentioned before. But on the other hand, if maybe you wake up and you're like, man, I can't wait to go for my run. Like, I just. I'm excited. I'm
1: ready. I want to go out there and feel that, that runner's high that people talk about. Yeah.
0: If you're like, I just, that's like my favorite part of my day is when I go out in that run and like, you know, maybe I, I watch the sunrise or I just admire the scenery or maybe like when I do my Peloton class, like I just have so much fun. Like I'm smiling, I'm laughing. Like afterwards, I'm just like, I feel so happy then those are signs that you're using it a really positive way. And there's no reason to stop doing that unless you are dealing with some hormone or gut issues. Now, if we are going down that path of, if you do have hormone or gut issues, even if you currently are using cardio in a healthy way for mental health reasons, we're gonna have to likely find something else to give you that same mental health benefit, that positive thing that you're getting from the cardio because cardio can be stressful on the, endocrine system on our, our hormone health and it can be stressful on our um, immune system it can be stressful on our gut health like it can be really stressful on these systems because it is a very sympathetic dominant activity which means it is very taxing yeah it's putting your nervous system into a stressed state so even if you're like man but I feel so happy like I feel like I'm less stressed after I work out it your body might not be perceiving it that way which it's, your body's going to tell you through things like having some gut health symptoms. Maybe we're bloating a lot after our meals. Maybe we're, you know, gassy. Maybe we have a reflux, um, or it could be, you know, hormone issues. Maybe you find that you're pretty low energy. You tend to always reach for a cup of coffee in the afternoon, or maybe you just don't feel your best. You're struggling to lose weight. These might be signs that we need to actually pull back from those forms of cardio and look for something else that can still give you that that high, that that good feeling that you're currently getting from cardio and temporarily get it elsewhere until we can get you healthy again. And then we can add those things back in.
1: Yeah. And when you put it in that perspective, I mean, seriously, think about it this way. When you are starting to see that your body's not recovering, when you're starting to see that you're crashing at three in the afternoon, when you just don't have the energy and you keep kind of doing the same things over and over At some point, we have to, like you said, ask yourself the questions like, you know, okay, what am I doing that's getting me the things that I'm getting, right? And in this case, if you're overtraining or if you're doing too much or you're putting too much emphasis on cardio as a uh, training uh, program or or regimen, whatever you want to call it, that's where you have to step back and be like, okay, I feel maybe good. I feel it's a good stress reliever. But clearly my body's not feeling that way because of the symptoms I'm getting. So that's where we, again, more is not always better. We have Mm -hmm. to be a little bit smarter and have the right foundation. Maybe if it is hormones, if it is gut health that you need to improve on, get that taken care of first. And then we can always go back to doing some of the training or dial back on the training, on, on the cardio, on the running get your hormones in order and then go back to it once you're in a much better place or you can understand it on how it impacts your body a little bit better that's a I mean it's it sounds so logical but when you're doing it and, and I've, I've done this to myself I've been the guy that you know has trained two days a week and I'm like oh more 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 and I'm like I'm exhausted I can't keep up with this you know and then I'm like oh, I don't want to do any of this you know
0: yeah yeah Exactly. So let's talk about how can you best use cardio in terms of just like, if you do have fat loss goals, if you are trying to achieve some of these things. Now there are different types of cardio. When we talk about using cardio in general, we're typically talking about adding in specific cardio, such as, you know, I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to, you know, ride a bike or do a cycling class, or I'm going to go do like some walking incline um, or some stair stepper, like these more traditional forms of cardio. We don't want to add those things in when we're trying to lose weight. I mean, like for all the reasons we've already talked about, but also it's typically now inherently not sustainable. You're adding it in for a period of time, which means then when we kind of finish out that phase of trying to lose weight, it's harder to set yourself up for it being sustainable for you to be able to maintain it because you've added these things in. And now you might need to continue to do those things in order to actually maintain your new leaner body, which probably you don't want to like spend an hour of doing like this fasted cardio on the treadmill every morning for the rest of your life, yeah, right? Yeah. I know I definitely don't. <laughs> so how can you actually use it more appropriately is to make it a sustainable practice where you're just building the habit of walking more. I, I love step trackers for this reason. I always encourage our clients to get some form of step tracker if you don't have one, whether that's you know an Apple Watch, a Fitbit, Um, There's a lot of different ways that you can use it nowadays, but these are amazing for awareness. If you aren't aware of something, it's hard to change it. But if you're aware of where your steps are at, you can see it on your wrist all the time. It makes you more inclined to want to increase that number over Mm -hmm. time. And so if you find that, you know, you get a step tracker and you see that your average daily steps is let's say 5,000, you don't jump from 5,000 to 10,000, even though 10,000 seems to always be that like, number that everybody's always shooting for. Instead, I would encourage you each week, week over week, try and increase that daily average by 500 steps. You are not going to notice any kind of difference in like the the mental struggle or like it's not going to be a strain on your routine. It's just going to be a tiny little difference every week of you paying attention to your steps and making a little bit more of an effort. Maybe you park further away from your office in the parking lot and you just walk a little bit more, or maybe you make an effort to get up and do a lap around your house between, you know,
1: take your dog for a walk.
0: Yeah. Like little things that make a difference and you add that in and it becomes a habit, becomes a lifestyle, becomes a routine for you, which makes it inherently sustainable. So doing that week over week, you know, one month, two months goes by you're going to be thousands of steps more and that's going to be just a a natural habit for you. And that's a really, really healthy way to make sure you're getting in your movement and to help increase overall energy expenditure, overall calorie burning without slowing the metabolism down. So... That is definitely my, my recommendation is let's focus on steps. Let's bring awareness to where your steps are at and let's do that to lose weight. Let's not add extra forms of cardio to lose weight.
1: Yeah. And it's the sustainability aspect. Like you said, if all it takes is, you know, parking farther away in a grocery store, parking farther away at work or at home, or going, taking your dog out for an extra lap or two around the park or whatever that is. I mean, that right there, that's the sustainability. That's yeah. what you want to do. That's what you can do day in, day out, whether you're busy, whether you're not busy, whether, you know, you've got a lot going on with you, you have a little bit going on. But if you're spending, you know, two hours fasted cardio on the treadmill, just to be able to lose five pounds for the next vacation. I mean, let's be realistic. How long is that? Are you going to be able to keep up with that stuff? Yeah, you know? You're going to
0: gain that weight right back. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, definitely let's focus on our steps. Let's focus on walking. Walking is awesome. You're going to, something you can do for the rest of your life. So it's a healthy habit to start building now and keep working on for the rest of your life. So I think we, we covered it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think so. I don't know if you had anything
0: else to add. (laughs) No, I'm
1: good. I just, again, happy birthday to my lovely wife for you guys listening out there. uh, Her birthday was on Friday, so be sure to reach out, shoot her an Instagram message or Facebook message or whatever. Just tell her how amazing she is as a 28-year-old, will you?
0: Yeah, just keep on going. I I love it. (laughs) But no, we won't subject our listeners to that. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with a friend, post it on your Instagram story or Facebook story, spread the word, get it out there, and keep on listening. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.